0: Classes in session, and welcome to Unlearn sixteen classes in session, guys. Today we are starting a journey, an epic. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, Odyssey, even. I'm just going to pull out (laughs) Homer right out of the woodwork, and I'm starting it with these two amazing gentlemen right here. We have Stu and Stefan. They are well, you're Buffy experts, is what you are. Aficionados. right? That's what I heard. I mean, that's (laughs) chosen. You know, exactly. you're chose that you're chosen. You're the chosen ones.
1: Right? We <laughs> want to End give a little bit of background about you
0: boring. so everybody that's listening can know who you are.
1: Stuart? Start with you, Stuart? <laughs> okay, great. <Hi>. <laughs> We're, <laughs> each other. We're recording. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like waiting for Stefan and I was like, I oh, was gonna do it. No, I'll do it. Okay. Oh no, oh, you, no first, okay. you first, you uh, first. So I'm Stu. I have been a Buffy fan for mm, Many a year. I think I started watching when I was 14 years old, 15 years old, 14, 13. It was an age um, of my life. I collected all of the novels. I read all of the Watcher's Guides. (laughs) I had a shirt. I love it. I, I, like, nerds picked on me. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I also knew a girl one time who thought she was a vampire slayer. It was amazing.
0: In real okay. life?
1: No, I did. She she thought she, we used to walk her on graveyards, but we also okay. thought she was kind of weird.
2: To be fair, that was me. And how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> like, can you believe?
0: How dare yeah. you owe Stephanie Ugh. right now?
1: She used to yes. uh, walk around the graveyards with a, with a, a steak. That's,
0: wow. That's, that's terrible. That's somebody talk right there.
2: Yeah. See, because I would never do that because I'm very much like, I wonder if there was a version to have a, like Willow and Faith just be the same person. How can I make that happen? Because that would oh. be my ultimate... Interesting. I like oh, the marriage. I've always thought, because I'm one of those people who's like, what if I just create a fan fiction where like, one guy could be a slayer? And it was like, Maybe it's Faith's brother and she abandons yeah. him because she's so afraid of the the, the demons and, and the vampires. So she disappears, but he also had abilities and had no idea what was going on. So we had to like figure it out himself and find her. Anyway, he ends up in season seven, they have a whole reconciliation and he fights with the big bats. All I'm saying is that would have been me and I would have loved it. So I am Stephen, a fan.
1: <laughs> I feel like it's the our archive of our own story. You could start this. Yeah, you could write this. I might fan want fiction. to.
2: I, I but think I, think- I, I Willow. Like <laughs> but that's not the
0: Okay. We'll, we'll get into, chosen we'll get into chosen gendered, one. We'll get into the gendered and sex, you know, <laughs> maybe we'll separate that for another time. But today, we're going to ju- we're going to do 7 episodes, right? 7 episodes, each episode's going to represent one season.
1: I love it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. i Seven episodes I love it. in this. In like today, I was like, "We're going to do seven
0: episodes in a row. We are going to sit here oh, until." My God.
1: Whole- <laughs> no, no, no! I thought you meant like seven episodes of the season. I was like, but there are twelve episodes. Oh. So-
2: <laughs> Order me sushi. I'm ready. <laughs> like I will wait.
0: <laughs> her down.
2: If I could do a live
0: version of this, I would. So we're going to start with season one, 1997. Oh. When I look back, I look back at it just did a little bit of sort of review, and it has really high Rotten Tomato ratings. And I'm like, yeah. I don't think these are fair because I think what's happened here is Buffy fans have gone back and rated it.
1: Absolutely. But let's
0: be honest, season one may not be the pinnacle of all that is great of Buffy. So for those who are listening, who are like, I want to try to watch Buffy. And maybe after we talk about it, you're like, yeah, that sounds like my jam. Here's the reality. These 12 episodes are the easy – they're not the – they're not the best. They're just (laughs) – I love
1: them. You love the season? I like three of them. Three episodes were great.
0: Quality-wise, also, it's very dark. I find everything super dark. You you want to watch it in a pitch-black room to hopefully see some characters. You know what I mean? And what's worse –
2: so I was, and it's what's Stewart? worse is when they tried to re-release it, sorry, Stuart, when they tried to re-release it and they upped the lighting and they completely changed it, they, so they ruined the show because they were they were putting it widescreen. They were brightening yeah. it so it didn't look like it was evening. <laughs> like she's yeah. walking in the cemetery in the middle of the day with cameraman yeah. on the side.
0: <laughs> it is what it is. You can't mess around with it now.
1: But what are love... It's a stylistic version of like the stylistic choices in this show. Where they the first season was very dark. Like it was mm-hmm. like they lit a, they lit one candle, three towns <laughs> over, and just filmed <laughs> from there. It was <laughs> everything was harsh white lighting, like above yeah. their heads. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, fluorescent hair, and a lot of really powdered blue makeup. Well, it was ninety seven. Like, but nothing was looks nothing looks good, Joe, with white light. And a powdered blue eye. Also, everyone's You're,
2: wearing powdered blue. Did you notice that in episode one? Everyone's wearing that, blue, like light, I light want blue. The
0: jacket I want. Yeah, um, yeah. I still want that jacket. But you know what? Mm. It, it's interesting because even with, okay, so let's assume in season one he didn't. There wasn't a lot of money. There wasn't a lot of production value. Mm-mm, All of that stuff wasn't. would have. The budget would have been low. What I'm yeah. still impressed with, though, still to this day, was the vampire faces.
2: Yeah. Still yes. to
0: this day, they look. They held up, and and I don't know who made the choice. I think. Well, I've heard who made the choice. The whole ex- like exploding vampire was freaking genius. That was genius
2: at the time. Yeah, it was next level. It was. It was
0: special effect was... that got rid of the body. Stuart's just well because. And-
2: <laughs> well, because if you think about it, it was a show that was taking over mid-season for like a cancelled series on the yeah. WB. And the WB was brand new to the scene at the time. And so what they also did was this was a a new show with a new vernacular that had a- actors that you didn't really know about. And then it had this storyline of it's not just about, it's not 90210, it's not Saved by the Bell. It has elements of the two, but it's focusing mm-hmm. on like the the supernatural, which at the time, and I could be wrong, wasn't something we really saw, especially in a brand new series. And so I think one of the reasons that they got a season two so quickly, because there was only three months between the last episode of season one and the first episode of season two, is because they're like, we have something here, just keep going, keep going. Because the way he wrote the characters, the scripts are so of the time but he was literally creating his own like grammar set his, his own wording well, his own everything
0: absolutely. yeah
2: and like and we Joss Whedon maybe um, we're not gonna talk about Joss Whedon but we're gonna talk about the no, impact he made I guess <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, yeah. let's talk about him within this because the real people all have their issues but let's try right. to we'll, we'll keep in the in the f- fan world of Buffy yes mm-hmm. yes sir.
1: I feel like though like what he I think he capitalized on a certain time in WB and was able Mm -hmm. to get this show off the ground really easily because you had Charms, you had uh, Felicity, you had a lot of female-led TV shows. Um,
2: Was Charm first? Yeah, did Charm come out first? No. I I thought that was 2000.
1: No, (laughs) Charm was after. No, was it? Charmed. Was it? Was it? Was it? I think. I, just Buffy I think
2: Buffy led the way. I think Buffy was the chosen one, and in every Buffy generation, she showed way. up first.
1: <laughs> I thought it was ninety-seven as well that charmed. And that's came out.
0: what I'm. Let me see. No, ninety-eight charmed.
1: So, like, oh. yeah. So when season season Buffy, one ended, so Buffy did go first.
0: Buffy was the be- when anybody talks about vampire anything. You can't talk about Vampire Diaries, Twilight, whatever the other what spin Everybody talks about these shows like they're the the be all and I'm like, excuse me, they would have been not they wouldn't even have been a show. There would have been no production nothing. money, there would have been nothing. no option, there would have been nothing for those shows to exist had it not been for Buffy. Now the funny thing about Buffy is I didn't start watching until later. Why? Because the thing was named Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: <laughs> it was a really weird name. I'm like, like
0: no, I'm not watching it.
1: Well, I you saw shouldn't. the movie
2: back in like ninety two, oh. I believe it was. And that's the the thing. So I remembered the movie and thankfully there's very little of the movie within the series, like very few references, but I do remember, like, I think the reason I started watching the WB show is because I'm like, I remember this movie and it was one of the very first horror quote movies that I was able to watch as a kid. Like I picked it up myself at the movie uh, at the, excuse me, the rental place. I sat down and I watched it. I was terrified because they were scary, even though it was ridiculous. And then I remember thinking, "Oh, that was campy and fun. I'll try this again." And yeah, Yeah. immediately fell in love with the show. Buffy
0: Herman scares everybody, but um,
2: makes me laugh. Now watching (laughs) it, it makes me laugh so hard. His little fake death, weird. Ooh, ah, ah, what is happening?
0: Exactly. What I and and it's funny because when and I want to get your your I want to get everybody's sort of sort of I guess impression of Buffy before we get Mm -hmm. into the episodes and everything like that because the thing about it being called Buffy the Vampire Slayer is ironically what kept me out, but is the, is, is the symbol of what eventually solidified me as a fan, which is her so name. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Because the point, and, and again, I'm going to say what it means to me. Cause I, like, you know, everybody else sort of flips around whatever it means to them, but this idea, this, this heightened, idea of femininity and the stupid blonde and all of those kind of stereotypes that he flipped and turned on its head, I think was the genius of the show. The genius of the show was the fact that he took everything that, that people, even if they didn't agree, if they didn't, uh, let's say verbalize, you know what I mean? All those blonde jokes, all of those, you know, the damsel in distress crap, all of that. And he just flipped it. But he knew he couldn't do it with a character like Faith. Faith wasn't no. flipping anything. You had to do it with Buffy because Buffy was the pinnacle, was the, you know. So, Stuart, yeah. if you had to, s- somebody says to you, why should I watch Buffy? You have to sell them on it in like, you know, three minutes. You don't get a three huge rant. You're gonna You sell them on it in three I I- minutes. How do you sell them on Buffy?
1: Oh, fuck. I think I would probably say that it's a a character driven story where um, a normal per- a normal person develops um, superpowers and is forced to sort of give up her social life her her life to save the world and uh, along with that along with her kind of rebuilding her life she comes in contact with a bunch of people who are like minded and, and form a family. And really help her survive help her survive against all odds. Um, and I think that it, it's a, a really good allegory for the kind of the monsters we deal with in our everyday lives, whether it be abusive relationships or homophobia, bullying. all of these things are threaded through with the kind of monster of the week. Um,
0: uh,
1: Absolutely.
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, way
1: of uh, storytelling. But I do, I really do think that at the, at the root of the whole thing, it's about relationships and it's Buffy's relationship with her powers versus a relationship with this, um, this uh, destiny that she has. And then everyone else's relationships with Buffy and sort of how they are, are stretched and, and pulled um, because the people that came into her life in high school are not the same people that, we sort of see at the end of the series, vastly, vastly different. Um, And I think that those people would have not been able to develop the way they did without meeting her. And I don't necessarily think it came with a bunch of really fantastic things at all times. I think they suffered a lot. And I think that these people gave up a lot as well. Like I think you have to look at it from a because I think people see like Willow for example, and she, wow, she became a witch and she's super powerful, she's all godlike, but also she like she gave up a lot to yeah. to become that. She gave up um a life, uh the future that she had, the kind of um and I think season it rerouted one. her. Mm-hmm. and I'm just saying like I'm just talking with <laughs> the elevator pitch of the show, yeah even in season one, she gave up a lot, even in season one, like Willow Xander. Their best friend dies, so they've given up. Spoiler alert!
0: <laughs> listen, nineteen ninety-seven. What would
1: make Is you happy snake? here? How can no. I talk with the show <laughs> to your yeah. specifications?
0: Yeah,
1: I can't.
0: She says, else?"
1: God, calm down, Nancy Reagan. Fuck.
2: Uh, throat <laughs> <laughs> out.
1: No. Know. All right, um, yeah.
0: You have your two minute, three minutes. You know, elevator okay. pitch. What do you What do you say? Okay.
2: Um, I'd walk up to uh, anyone and say, hey, do you like really strong women and also like a supernatural element? You're going to love Vampire Diaries. But if you want to watch something even better, if you want to actually see where that came from – you're going to go right back. You're going to go all the way back and you're going to discard Charmed because nobody cares about Charmed. How dare they? And you're going to go right back. I, I wanted to get that response. Anyway, we're going to go all the way back. We're going to go back to the I love you, also, Milano.
0: If you're listening right
1: now. <laughs> I love you, Holly Marie Coombs god and authority you monster like,
2: do you want to go back into a life where like hey i also want to remember what it was like to be in high school but also there's a supernatural element let's bring you some vampires let's bring you some kick-ass music let's fucking do this like because you know what i'm actually doing this to my partner right now i'm like we're watching season one you're starting today and he did if not his response was you told me to always be honest with you right i'm like yes yeah And he said, "If I didn't have the nostalgia factor that you do, I watched the first episode. I'm like, uh huh. But he's like, but I watched a second episode, and it really brought me in. You, you just, yeah, you just have to like. It's just, it's camp. It's a cultural phenomenon. It's a camp classic. It is the reason these other shows exist. Um, you, You cannot go wrong. And also, it's spun off so many different." arcs and characters and comics and Mm -hmm. sideshows and hopefully another rebirth soon. And all these things that are just so amazing. And it was the first time we saw a real LGBTQ uh, relationship on mainstream TV. It was, you know, and it's, we, we saw grief, we saw death, we saw like a, a real things happening, but they just added a bit of flair to it. And honestly, like this is the show to watch. If you want to just get a couple friends, Fire up that popcorn, get a nice like comfy comforter, and just watch TV for like the next six years. I'm gonna keep you there. I'm gonna keep you there. I'm just gonna keep you in there six years. Season? Yeah, Mrs. Um, Fowlesham. She's just waiting for Dend.
1: <laughs> seven seven years is too much.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, we're gonna stop at seven, six apparently.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're stopping at season six. It's That's a big- funny
0: because. I think when when We're you guys talk that. about it, it's interesting because you talk about the characters developing, and I've always thought of Buffy in a sense of becoming. I've never mm. so so my whole my whole structure about Buffy and it kind of got finalized sort of in in season seven when she even talks about it. She talks about the whole cookie dough thing. We'll get to that. But this idea so that this idea that these characters, and I believe this of people I, I truly do, I think. Your life is just, if you do it it right, and you do it as best you can, as best as anybody can, but you gradually get to who you've always been, but had to fight your way to get to. Mm -hmm. And, and I believe that about all the Buffy characters, they go through, and this is what's brilliant about it being in high school, because high school Are those formative years? They truly are. I think we discard them as being not important and whatever, but there's reason why you are who you are when you leave high school. Different things may happen, but somehow that essence of who you are gets pushed through and all these big things happen then. And I really believe that they're all becoming. And when I think about the feminist themes of the show, it's funny, because the one big difference between Buffy and every other show I've ever seen, be it feminist or otherwise, or male-driven, it doesn't matter, is this notion that the superhero saves the day, that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in Buffy, it's not. It's everybody. They make a very clear point. You know, everyone's season needed. one, Buffy doesn't make it out, unless who would have was there? Not somebody with superpowers. Not somebody with anything extra. If Xander hadn't been there in that last episode, we don't have an.
2: <laughs> we don't have season two. <laughs> we don't have a Her season two. Look on two. Stewart's face.
0: Angel didn't have the breath. That yeah. would have been that.
2: Which that would have we- been that. Yeah, it's true. It's it's. I, I love the I, fact I that. But you're right, though. It's like the fact that it's all through high school because I was in, I think, late grade school into early high school, and. High school scary. High school is full of of you know problems and bullies and and new new emotions and learning new things and it's a scary time because you have to like come into your own but also navigate this 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 life that you're just being in and mm-hmm. having a show watching a show that's having them deal with sort of the same problems that you are friendships and bullying and mm-hmm. meeting people and anxieties and tests and then everything. Adding that, su- that, that supernatural, it made it lighter. It made you feel like, oh, it, this can be like funny or a joke because it's, it's, it's Buffy. Like I can relate mm-hmm. to this because I'm feeling half of it and I know that it's fake, but I can still, I can be in the moment and I can enjoy it.
1: It's interesting you said that because it, it does, it does make everything appear because it's such a, a huge, um, uh, like our- yeah, she's fighting, like she's fighting a monster. Therefore, her okay. test, her history test, doesn't really mean much. But it's interesting because, like, that loss or that fight was to kind of like parallel that stress of a history test. Yeah, we have these kind of like really interesting storylines that that serve as that kind of allegorical, um, the plot device. But I really like I find all this season campy because. There's there's a consistent storyline, but there's so many standalone episodes.
0: They're all mm-hmm. all of them pretty much. Yeah.
1: Like, I think the one I hated the most, because I just want to say it out loud, because I think it needs to be said. There's two of them actually. What's it's the pack? I Robot, you Jane.
2: Oh no! Um, I love that one.
1: <laughs> no, that's Willow. wrong. It's Willow. Incorrect, it's it's, yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: Shh. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> and the second one is Teachers actually there's three Teachers Pet and, and the Pack. The pack was just problematic at best. Yeah, teachers Pet problematic as well, but like it was a bad episode. iRobot Eugene I like. was the lowest viewed episode of that season.
0: It was bad. And it's it bad. it's just so we're funny. Go.
1: Malachi, we're
0: we're going to go through each episode. I promise. Yeah. We're going to go through each episode because I think they all deserve, you know, I think we have enough yes. time to sort of go through at least the 12. Um, but it's interesting because when you compare, obviously I teach high school. So the notion that everything's life and death, it is to them. Yes. Right? you don't remember what that felt like because not to every high school student, but to a lot of kids, they haven't experienced life and death. In mm-hmm. a real way. So to them, those heightened emotions and the heightened, you know, uh, puberty and, and hormones, and all, all of that is life and death. So everything does feel to some extent, you know, that traumatic. That's why we're always making fun of high school students, right? Because they're always oh, crying by the water or, or losing their mind, telling them they hate their parents, they wish they were dead. That's the level, <laughs> High school kids live at, we just are so far removed from that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to go through each episode. Before we go through each episode, I just want, I don't even want an explanation. Favorite character? Stefan. Of the the season. You pick one person.
2: Okay, okay. My favorite character of this season is Darla. Oh. Stewart's, Sp- I love. Thank you for that response. That's what I wanted, Stuart, The face you're making, <laughs> but, I, but I, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to give a big explanation. I just, yeah, Darla. She
0: was a great character. She was, She's I wish great she would a character. Yes, there, and- a brief description though for people who aren't aren't Buffy fans, so- just give a
2: brief. Sure, in the very first scene of the very first episode of Buffy um a girl a teenage girl in a like little girl' school um, school girl uniform is walking in with this kind of punk girl guy. uniform Catholic school girl uniform excuse me is um walking the empty halls of the the school they broke into the school with this she's like with this punk and she's very nervous and scared she's like, are we alone He's like, yeah, we're alone she's like good and then she turns and she's a vampire, completely flipping that script in the very first moment of the show right. and okay. she attacks and i I love the fact that it Darla is a character that moves into um, one of the best side characters of the show because she has these great flashbacks with Angel and Spike oh, okay. and, and Dar- and um, uh, Drusilla. And she's a phenomenal character in Angel. It was this, I'm not, again, I won't take talk much about it, but I just, I love that. It started with her. I love that. No, character.
0: <laughs> and you're right. It's the perfect moment where you're like, she's the damsel in distress. So not only is the hero going to be a check, Mm-hmm. but the ba- the person that lured and that started all of it gets to be yeah. that same blonde, pretty little girl but, that you think is supposed to get saved. And all of a sudden
1: she's the one. Stu? Yeah. Xander, your He's favorite like Catherine oh, Pierce, dancing.
0: the nineties. <laughs> Xander, Xander, your favorite Stu. Oh
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta Where's be. Have... Who's your favorite? Oof, Xander. I have sweats. Um, <laughs> I'm sweating right now of rage. Um I think my the first season my favorite character um I think I I mean it's going to sound so ridiculous. I like Joyce.
0: Interesting.
1: Okay. Because it, like she pl- I'll tell you why in like a one-liner. Joyce is Buffy's mother. So she is coming they've moved here. She's a single mom. They've moved here from LA because Buffy burned down her gym. Um and she's having a restart, opening a gallery, and she's really trying to parent. And she's parenting a daughter who has supernatural abilities, who is against all odds, repeating the same behavior that they left for. And she is completely trying to hold it all together by herself. And I really appreciate that this season like laid that foundation of mother and daughter time that you kind yeah. of develop on more in season two. Love I her. Like-
2: yeah. Can I, I say, like, and another reason I picked Darla is because I love Cordelia in this season. I love Willow in this season. But, like, they are, they have not, he does not care about those character developments in any way. Like, they are not right. there yet. You've right. got your 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 mean girl and you've got your nerd. And Willow will inevitably be my all-time favorite character of all time. But that, in this, she's just that adorable yeah. kind of quirky little young girl. And Absolutely. Darla is a full fledged villain with a, an attitude and a character in history because she has history with not only the master, but angel. So like, yeah. there was a lot about her losing her was interesting, but then having her back was amazing. So that's it.
1: <laughs> I also find it interesting that Darla was the only blue vampire. Like she had the blueness of her face. Cause she was the oh, first iteration yeah. of the vampire. Oh um, yeah, yeah.
2: I want to talk a lot about the master, but we'll get to there. <laughs>
0: He is kind of my favorite. Now, he's not just my favorite because it's the archetypal nature of who he is that Mm -hmm. makes him that I I like his jokes. I like his I like Mm -hmm. his wit. I I feel like there's so much set up with him. Where mm-hmm. I'm, I'm lured into wanting to see him more and more on the screen. And you're right. They don't spend up besides Buffy. I mean, everybody could say we love Buffy. Right. But besides mm-hmm. Buffy, they don't put a lot of time into each character, but they do him. Mm-hmm. They, they make you want to figure out how he got stuck there. You want him out. Like just for, again, everybody knows he's sort of trapped. I he just, can't get of
2: I just wish there was like red pen. Cause I was watching the episode earlier today and I'm like, Okay, he came out of that blood fully dry in pleather. Okay, let's just let's modify that a little bit. How about we hand him clothes? No? Okay. He's literally just completely dry. Right. There was some there was
0: some loss of, of you know, special effects, maybe. Yeah.
1: I think I, I wish for for the first season. I would have preferred they tried to do it, and I don't think they did a very good job at it. A consistent storyline throughout of the master you got bits and pieces every single episode and they kind of like worked into it but nothing as much as they did in season two with angel and i would have really preferred to either a push the angel storyline to season three and have the master go from one all the way to the end of two yeah. Because yeah. it would have given a lot more time and the stakes would have been a lot higher. But also, we could have gotten a lot more of the master's backstory because it was told through other people. It was never right. told through him. It was told through Giles and Darla and Angel. It was yeah. never told directly of his own story. But there's, no, but there's no flashbacks even of the master. It was only right. of Darla and Angel. But yeah, I'm they- wondering
0: that we have to remember when it came out, too. And. Because a, a lot of complaints, I have a lot of friends who have made watch it, and they'll complain about that. They'll complain there's no arc, there's no storyline, there's no consistency. And what mm-hmm. we need to remember is in 1997, if you didn't catch this show on Tuesday at 8, you're not you seeing didn't.
1: it. Yep. Yeah, you true. Don't, you don't true. have to go
0: find it somewhere. So mm-hmm. – I think he was trying to figure out a way that if you just dropped in that episode, heaven help you if you dropped into the iRobot, but if you just dropped into that episode, <laughs> right, you yeah. could still get it. It still was funny. It was still whatever. And, you know, if it wasn't as consistent, especially coming in midseason, mm-hmm. maybe you could still garner that kind of fan base. Right. I really do think that's why they were standalone. Whereas nowadays, you don't have to worry about that because you'll always be able to find it, right?
2: Well, it's only diehard fans are going to know a real history of the Master because the, he only has flashback scenes in Angel. Like in season five of Buffy and – well, I'm not going to go into it, but season five of Buffy, which would been season two of Angel, they have that sort of back-to-back moment where you're hearing Spike's backstory and Angel's at the same time. And you're only getting scenes with Darla and the master from that point of view and angel and the master from that point of view. And you don't get that, which kind of, it's, it's kind of an unfortunate situation. It's like, I want to know more, about, like you said, I want to more about this character. I understand it's kind of a drop in sort of situation, but like, it would have been better if maybe instead of having some big bats within Buffy, we bring back the master or bring back his acolytes or some sort of like like if he yeah. is the big bad and is represented in season 1 as the big bad that prophecies have foretold him coming back to, and and spreading his his as evil and and taking over the world and everything going dark then you think he would have had more of a staying power you know and not just this 12 year old boy they found on a bus <laughs> I hate that kid. Right,
1: but I think but I think oh that kid was I, I really have a problem with actor like child act, child actors who cannot act. But what I find most interesting about it is that the fact that the master did not have was the oldest vampire of legend, um, and was the master of all vampires, but he is not old enough to have his his um his hands and feet hooven. Well, like like yeah, cloven like yeah. and it was like it's such an interesting thing and this is the one thing that i will say that kind of like i will span across buffy and angel is that with and i agree with what joanna said is the fact that i think what they were doing was trying to make it able to people to drop in and out and become fans and admit missed an episode but i think by doing that they lost a consistent story arc, and they used to drop things like storylines would just drop, and you mm-hmm. wouldn't yeah, come yeah. back to them. Oh yeah, and you they they, they create rules and then rewrite them. Yeah. So it it was not a consistent world. And I've said this before. I'm almost finished, Seven. I I said this before. I'm waiting. Where
2: it's... I'm waiting. Where
1: <laughs> where it's like what I love about Vampire Diaries, and I wish Buffy had more of an adoption of that, is that it was a consistent. Built storyline season after season, yeah, where it was layered 100%. on top of each other. Yeah, and whereas Buffy, it was a new, it was kind of like a new show every single year. It was like a different feel, different vibe, different because camera different style, writers. different theme. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, no, yeah. I, agree. I love, oh, yeah. I love Buffy. I think it's amazing. They were always
0: getting kicked off networks left, right, and center. Yeah. I feel right. like they're they, always trying to figure out. Oh shit, we're trying to reinvent ourselves because we yeah. almost were canceled. So we got to do yes. something different. You know, <clears throat> and
2: it
1: I think for sorry, I think,
0: for, like, the... Sorry, but I think for the go, first. Before we go back to the master for a second, I just want to say about the master. I think sometimes too, I don't know if I care about a bad guy's backstory.
1: Oh, I love them all. Like mm-hmm.
0: I just feel like I wonder why they care. It's like we always have to have a story about why something's bad. But when you look back, like seventies and eighties horror movies, you don't get that goddamn story. Why? Because no. they're just bad. They're just bad We're just guys. Silent stalkers. We're born that way. They're bad guys. We don't need any story about the gods fighting it out or about you know what. It, it just is what it is. So I I kind of like that too because there's no. There's no reason for vampires being on this planet. They're just, they just—they just mm-hmm. are what they are, and I mm-hmm. like that simplicity about them. And, and what I'm drawn to with him is his witty banter. Sorry, Stefan, you were had your well, hand up.
2: I, I mean, if, it, if it's if it's done properly, like when they tried to do Maleficent's backstory, it's like her name is literally like. Evil, like she is maleficent. It's, it's, you can't Mm -hmm. really give me like a happy, funny backstory where she's just been hurt. Someone like Regina from Once Upon a Time, I want to know why she ticks. And then when you do it right, you do it really right. So, like, you understood the history and her heartache and her pain. It would be very fascinating to know more about the master, where he came from. He's not the first vampire. So, who sired him? Where did he come from? What, what, what era? Is this the 1300, 1500 BC? Where? if he is as old as he's supposed to be and he's legitimately prophesized in these ancient vampire books, then why doesn't he look more cloven and hooves and more bat? Oh, like yeah. I want a Nosferatu, but I'm going to ask a gross question and you can say yay or nay. Did any of you find the master sexy?
1: Looking back okay? at him now, looking back at him he now, hurt you.
2: No, but like what he had this. So was think it about it. So,
1: fruit
2: the, it fruit it's punch fruit mouth? punch mouth. No,
1: fruit punch mouth.
2: It's fruit punch mouth. So in in Buffy the movie, you had this sort of like just older sort of like Vlad the Impaler type in a business suit. He was nothing. Yeah,
0: very, but then yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But you're right. His in, the master's personality is so so. Like there's something about like he, he's rough and he's kind of like seductive, uh, v- seductive. V- That's not the word. Seductive. <laughs> seductive, seductive, and vindictive, vindictive. and. He's got those quips and he's like, I'm like, all right, daddy. <laughs> Are <laughs> you
1: okay?
0: Stephen just invented a new word. I, wait, I got to pause on the new word. Because he, he merged seductive and vindictive. He said seductive. I, look, I think that world has some value just in every day of my life.
2: I'm, I'm a little slow. <laughs> I like it. But yeah, I, um, I just, yeah.
0: I like it. <laughs> Okay, so let's go through a little bit of each episode. Sure. You guys ready? Yeah. Yes. So we go, welcome to the Hellmouth. You get this overarching introduction, favorite moment. And this is where Buffy's like shifted (laughs) to a new school and all of a sudden she has to be a vampire slayer again and she doesn't want, she wants to quit. She's out. Um, Favorite moment. And she's sort of piecing together all the favorite moment from episode one. Welcome to the Hellmouth.
1: Stuart, you want to go first? I do want to go first. I have lots to say about this episode.
2: Because okay. so, we might have the same favorite moment. We might.
1: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we do. Um, What's happening? So what is this? <laughs> I absolutely loved... What I loved about it was the fact that it did a really, really good job. But I will say a lot about Joss Whedon's character setups. They're all yeah. great. Yeah, You meet them yeah. organically. They all are like you give enough information that makes sense. It's not like in the shows these days where like someone's sitting having a breakfast and they're like, "Remember that time mom died in a car accident (laughs) fourteen years ago?" Pass the milk, and you're like, "Who would do this?"
0: Thank you, Vampire Diaries. Yes, yeah,
1: exactly, Jenna. Um, I also like the fact that it was a a, although like you didn't see Xander and uh, Willow's or Cordelia's parents. Buffy's mom drops her off at school. There is a home that is created and a relationship there and a backstory that you're hinted at. I love that. That was really great because it draws you in and wants you to know more about this character. The fact that you get bits and pieces of her backstory while going over with uh, with Principal Hemery. Um, love Sweet. it as well. But What's your favorite yeah, moment, Henry? Henry is from Scream. <laughs> Principal oh. F- <laughs> F- F- What is his name? Principal F- 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 Figgins? Figgins?
2: F- no. Henry? F- Henry
0: Winkler? No. Flutie. what they it's say? Flutie. Flutie.
1: Flutie. Flutie. My students can call me Bob, but they don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you
0: get eaten. Have some respect.
1: I know. God. Yeah. <laughs> Henry terrible. Winkler. Anyway. Um... So I really enjoyed that, and I think my um, you get introduced to the like kind of the lore of the show with the vampires. Stefan's right. Darla opens the show, and you kind of have this kind of uh, world below a world, and I really, really liked that. Wow. Um, my favorite scene—I'm—I'm I'm pretty sure it was um, <laughs> the scene between Willow and her when they're sitting in the bronze, yeah. and he's like. Gives this like sage advice at 16 years old, like carbidium. And then she's like, Yeah. And she's like, Live for today because tomorrow you could be dead. And then she's like, Tomorrow I could be dead. That's that's (laughs) That's nice. 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 I also love that Willow was wearing. Yeah, literally. And I just, I think I really appreciated that because it's such a high school thing to say. And at the time, you'd be like, My best friend's a genius. Like, she's such a sage like world traveler, like go home and tell your parents and your parents roll your eyes. And you're like, you don't understand me. So I'm deep. a vampire slayer. World,
0: dead. Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. I like so it. I enjoyed that.
0: Staffan favorite moment.
2: Favorite moment. Um, it, It's, it's a combination of uh, when Buffy meets Giles in the library and they're talking, she's like, what did you go for the, like the calendar? He's like, Oh, uh, book. That- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he's oh like, three yeah. "Yeah, oh, neat." I, I love the fact that there's just like this pause of their like very dramatic conversation to me, like, "Wait, you got the phone?" Um, obviously, yeah. the seize the moment because tomorrow you could be dead. And then I think because I was I said this forever, um, it's when Buffy is looking for the um, DeBarge vampire through the bronze, and she grabs Cordelia and said, and Cordelia says, "What is your childhood trauma?" <laughs> That is one of my Very favorite lovely. lines. And she's like, my bad. And yeah. she's like, excuse me, I have to call everyone I've ever met. That is yeah. definitely my favorite Great line. And me. my favorite and it sets moment. Okay,
0: dynamic perfectly. And I think because... you guys described, yeah, you guys described what I think is the best, which is the yeah. width.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's so good. There
0: is no show, I have never speak, seen yeah. a show, ever, to, before or after, that is written so carefully and meticulously and, and every character has their own wit and charm that Mm -hmm. makes you laugh and keeps it on point. And through all of the horrible things that they're going to go through, you know, like she's about to fight with Darla and she's like, now this is not going to be pretty. We're talking violence, strong language, adult content. (laughs) That is hilarious. And oh, yeah. they were doing it where before, way before Scream was doing their, you know, very aware of their circumstance. You know what I mean? Yeah, way before wit. everybody else was doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's that wit and awareness, self aware like not even self-awareness, but that wit that I think is the, the reason the show was able to get a firm following because yeah. that wit was consistent. Storyline might not have been.
2: Oh, but the Wheaton
0: verse. Yeah.
2: The Weeden verse had its own language, like its own yeah. language. You know, I think literally the word big My bad God. that is now used for God. almost all terminology for a villain is made from Buffy, like easily. What? Yeah. Because just the way Xander and Buffy and Willow spoke to one another, it just had such a staying power that that became like a generation's vocabulary. Like our vernacular is absolutely based on Buffy.
1: 100%. Well, it's- it's interesting because you can spot them too. Like you can spot an episode where just say David Greenwald wrote it or like, mm-hmm. um, Joss Whedon wrote it or, uh, I can't remember her name now because I can't stand her. Oh, but, um, uh, Jane, Marty Noxon, Marty Noxon. Yeah. You never liked her. Jane Espenson. Sorry. Jane I Espenson. Yeah. yeah. I like Jane Espenson. Uh, mm-hmm. no, Marty Knox. I Knoxon, who came in later on. I didn't care for her. I thought her episodes were a little bit too much.
0: Interesting. I don't even know if I would go through. I don't even know if I could decipher. What I do appreciate is no matter who the writer was, they held true to the character. Yes,
1: yes. I never
0: saw anybody sacrifice the character or mm -hmm. how that's been developed for for the message they wanted to get across. You know what I mean? So I got to kind of respect that a little bit.
2: And I have to say, I love Jane. um, I can't remember her last name. Sorry, Esbestin. How do you say yeah. S- I love Jane because um, she wrote on once upon a time and she had the best moments of like, you found me. And it's so similar to like the way that Prince Charming and Snow White spoke to one another is the way that Willow spoke to Tara or yeah. the way that Angel spoke to Buffy. So well done. Like I, I half the reason I love that show is because I followed like that writing.
0: A hundred percent. All right. So we jump into the harvest.
2: Yeah. Do you want me to do like a quick summary of the harvest?
0: What? You give a quick, sure. Give a quick, quick summary
2: okay so um uh jesse and willow and xander are being chased by vampires in the the graveyard they are able to get away jesse does not get away but their willow and xander do they decide to make a plan because giles realizes that the harvest is something to do with the master and so um they go to fuck i'm trying to remember this vividly they end up um gearing up heading to the bronze uh where the sacrifices are going to be made by luke and the, like uh, the master's right hand man, and the more that that Luke um, absorbs, the more blood he takes in because he's linked to the master. The weaker the the bonds that keep the master barrier. in his yeah. the barrier, yeah. the weaker the barrier becomes, then he can walk free. Um, Buffy tricks him, takes him out. The master stuck where he is. We also lose Jesse in the process, and uh, yeah, and then the then we solidify the trio with Giles at the end, and the Earth is doomed.
0: Well, there we go. The earth is doomed. You got, that's it. Like the yeah. earth is doomed is my favorite line. Not because it's, you know, obviously apocalyptic for the rest of it, but this idea of an adult looking at these kids, think about this, like in the grand scheme of the world, right? Cause every yeah. friggin' generation does it. They look at the kids and the kids hold the future in their hands. And this mm-hmm. adult thinks he knows so much better is standing there going, oh, we're screwed. We're
1: oh, absolutely
0: crap. screwed. But are not to ruin the end of the story. They're not. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's because of the way they think and because of the way they interact that they, yeah. Go and they ahead, they bring
2: that line back
1: in season seven.
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah. Definitely.
2: Oh, Stuart, we can't hear you.
0: He's I been was going to say,
1: I was going to say it was reflected in season seven. Um, but worry, I also I loved that. <laughs> no, I know. He just like cut in there. Yeah. <sighs> We're raising our hands, Sutton. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, no, I also really like too is the fact that they're so resilient in the first season. Like these huge, like massive things that have happened, they're able to bounce back and just like go back to science class or like talk about boys. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting <laughs> that you kind of like see that later on that resilience and that kind of like teenage, um. I, I, Insouciance? It's <laughs> a horrible the, the, word. Bounce
2: back is the, the, word? The, oh, like, the bounce back that the
1: teenagers do. Is a word, right? Is that a word? Again? Insouciance. Is
0: it? I don't know. It is insouciance,
1: anyway. Oh,
2: know. is Julia there?
1: And Julia's here.
0: Hi. Hi Julia.
2: <laughs> also a buffy fan. Come <laughs> um,
0: around the other side of the camera. Oh, I'm good. Um,
1: um, but I think <laughs> I think that you kind of see that sure. wear away. I'm and I go really It's insouciant. It's
2: I don't All know right. how to say it. I just say it. Never, never heard of it a
1: day of Never my life. heard of it. Not once. Listen, guys. One time when I was a writer, I was told that I sound like an asshole. And that was one of the words <laughs> I used. <laughs> my editor took me aside and she was like, hey, hey, everyone you knows that like you're it. smart and everyone knows that you can read big words. But when you say <laughs> them out loud, you sound like an asshole. And no <laughs> one wants to hang out with you. you Stop it. And I was like,
2: okay. Well. And I make up words. I put them together. There
1: we go. I, apparently, making up words is a lot nicer. I make up
0: words all the time. I got <laughs> it. Oh, I Lord. got sure. it. It's a thing
1: to do. <laughs> well, well, I, I think, think... Sorry, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, if we're going to talk... My favorite scene from this entire episode is when um, uh, Buffy says, you forgot one thing, sunrise. It's... They just did that in Hocus Pocus, which I thought was hilarious. And she's like, "It's about yeah. four hours, dumbass." <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That, that was it. a great.
1: Um, I like that.
0: It's that wit, right? It's 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 just laden through the whole thing. And I know we're not going to have time to go through every single. I know you guys. We can pick and choose episodes to go through. But what the cool thing is about the first season, it's always a metaphor about high school, and it sucks. But what they do very specifically in season one, you know, they take out making the cheerleading no cheerleader season two isn't it
1: no cheerleader season Uh, one she's season one episode of the witch episode three which is my favorite episode
0: right (laughs) making the cheerleader team number one like what is that and wanting your your parents wanting you to relive their youth Mm -hmm. super prominent right oh yeah they talk about fitting in that's what the pack is all about how do you fit in what do you have to give up in order to fit in with the cool kids what are you willing to give up how how much of an ass are you willing to be Basically, right? And like all of these different things, uh, I have no idea what the puppet show was talking about, but the, out of, sight of mind, the out of sight, out of mind, when you're, when you're so oh, ignored, you have nothing that you literally fade, you feel as though, and you fade into nothingness.
2: Sorry, Those it, are is, cool themes. Oh, hundred percent. Is that episode season? That's season yeah. one. That's 11. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I which, think so.
0: You
2: know, get, out along, right? right. I get. I get Poor that. I get Marcy. season one and season two mixed up sometimes. They just kind of like yeah, mold together. Well, they
0: kind, yeah. But like, you know what you happened tell to the storyline?
2: What happened to that storyline? Sorry,
1: go ahead. It's gone. You know um, where you she only went? tell them apart she only for the government. Sorry, yeah, to work for the government. But if you, apart, <laughs> if you tell them apart, is that season one is in a blue hue? Everything <laughs> is in a blue hue, and season two is very warm. Everything is warm. Everything yeah. is like very deep and rich. And, uh, and Buffy has better hair. Yeah. Buffy has well,
2: great hair in had, season two. <laughs>
1: like, the, hair. Hair. the one like thing I will hair. say
2: Buffy yes. with the good hair.
1: Buffy with, Buffy with the good hair. When she came back and she had the Bob, her oh, yes. like Bitch Bob. That I want to Bitch Bob.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is a powerful Bitch Bob. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a Slayer. She is going to take it's me out. That Bitch Bob. Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, it's a BB. <laughs> um, I had hair like that too. Um, It wasn't. Well, <laughs> I sleep. believe
2: it. I believe that page boy haircut absolutely lived on your head.
1: It <laughs> it did. It lived on my head. And, some berries and, and cream. I did a lot of this with my, my whole arm to move it over. I thought it was amazing. really cool. It was um, amazing. I, like- I did that too. Yeah, it was, was, was later on. It was yeah. later on, yeah.
0: You know what else I, I found interesting? And then I want you guys to bring episodes. I want you to talk about your favorite, up your one favorite episode. Hopefully it's not the ones we've talked about. It doesn't um, exist. There's too many. the Nightmares episode, which I don't know if that's, I don't think that's anyone's favorite. There's a quote from Giles as I was going through in the, the episode. And this is the quote, though, that I've never really thought about before. But as we know what happens later, he says, mm-hmm. dreams, that would be a musical comedy version of this. Nightmares are Nightmares are coming true. How funny is it? that he references a musical comedy and how good that would be, how mm-hmm. much better that would be than facing our nightmares. Yep. And then five seasons later, all of a sudden, they're, and he always wanted to do, Josh Wheaton says he always wanted to do a musical. That but was a game plan of his.
2: But just to add on to what you said, in Restless, end of season four, Giles sings in their nightmares. So
1: it actually- like, see, it Was in it their nightmares? No no, 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 it was, was his- no, no, no! Wait. The yes, original the Slayer season. is no, following. Wait. Yeah, he. I don't he earlier on that season, when they went to find him, and he's having a, a guy's night out, and they oh. found him at the coffee shop, and they were. Was, Willow was like, "Is anyone?" <laughs> Xander was like, "Is anyone else really attracted to Z- Childs right now?" And everyone was <laughs> like, mm.
2: "And Z- Xander's like, please, I am holding on by a thread. Yeah, that was um, yeah, that, was that wasn't. Hanging
1: was, on by a thread and off.
2: That was the one where they were stuck in the in the the um the frat house, and they were just having sex the whole time.
0: Listen, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Look, there's there's single episodes in other seasons. Because what they didn't do in this season, which I'm still upset about, because my favorite episodes of every season are always the Halloween episode. So fun. Love the Halloween episodes, and they didn't do one. This Mm -hmm. is the only season they obviously they had a short about. They didn't do a Halloween episode, which is upsetting.
2: And I think the only reason they didn't is because season two started in September.
0: Half Season, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Which
2: like, which is again, I think one of my absolute favorite Halloween episodes probably would have been uh, season four because it was so funny, and then season two because of the, the princess is and season the four army. fear,
0: elf? fear, yeah, yes, fear
2: elf. yeah. It's, it's like oh, it's actual. I so we're not going to talk about it yet. Not, not. Really. We'll I thought
0: you said
1: <laughs> season four was good. It's like stop it. an
0: episode from this season and why? It's
1: witch. It's witch. witch. How can it not be I, witch? You introduced so to Amy. You have her mother. You have the whole, like, mother-daughter dynamic. So it's a complete, like, dark side parallel to Buffy and her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Willow's and, like, the whole uh, beginning of, like, Witches and Magic. Yeah. Um, and I, it was just a really fun episode. And I, I actually, it was the first episode I ever saw of Buffy because I I tuned in at that episode. And I thought I was... The smartest person in the whole world because my sister and I were watching it. I was 11 years old and, um, I was like, Oh, it's Fear Street, the uh, cheerleader series. And this is a whole movie. This is a whole series. I know what this is. I and love Fear Street. Was, I loved it too. It was the greatest thing, the cheerleader series. Uh-huh. So I watched that one. I think it was a great one. It was a great episode. It also just, it was fun. It was good. It was <laughs> <laughs> fun and
2: someone with such big words is such an asshole with fun and good I <laughs> was
1: it i'm getting red to filth from behind the camera as she has her hand like just mm-hmm. i mean and mm-hmm. in front of
2: the camera because i'm
1: Oof. okay i what like I Buffy. To it, it was nice was there were so many different themes you got giles's kind of like backstory a little bit of hinting at that you had Willow's entrance to magic, setting up for herself. You had someone punch Sander. Thank God. Um, and then you had Buffy be the one that was taken out. It wasn't, she didn't save the day per se. It was Giles. Mm-hmm. It was Giles yeah. and Amy. Yeah. And also like that actress who played her mother, I can't remember her name right now, but she was absolutely fantastic. Well, and, we and it's nice Amy's episode.
0: stage, for- Amy no. is going to stay in a form and then come back later. And she comes yeah. back at a great time and a great role. Because Oh God,
2: the, season seven, Amy. The, mm. the
0: damage is done, right? The damage mm-hmm. is done to that kid. What that mom did, even though she was being saved for it, the interesting part is, and I don't know how deep they get, but that kind of, and I'm going to use a big word like abuse, but like that kind of parental control and manipulation you don't survive that without some serious therapy and mm-hmm. and when you see Amy again, it's an expression of all of it because none of it's been dealt with, and now she is who she is because of that, so I find that fascinating too Stefan what's your favorite
2: um it has to be prophecy girl um I actually, I liked I Robot You, Jane, but only because it was very, I thought it was so lame. I, I thought it was so ridiculous. I thought the terminology being used about like meeting a guy online, I'm like, it's looking back on it. You're like, this is hilarious. This is insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but Prophecy Girl probably has to be my favorite because it actually gave real stakes to a, a season. Like, willow shows up willow uh, was all excited to get ready for like the big dance and she was part of the the committee and so was cordelia and she cordelia was seeing a guy and you're seeing like the actual this high school experience happening and then all of a sudden that entire room is attacked by vampires and it's like (laughs) oh it's in our school now it's not just out there willow says specifically to buffy like they were in our school they were in our space they they came they were here
1: that was a powerful scene
2: it was an absolutely powerful. It also solidified how amazing Allison Hannigan is an actor. And You're when good. Buffy, when, when Angel and Giles are having a conversation about the prophecy for Buffy and she kind of laughs it off, she's like, well, then I quit. That's it. That's the end of the story. And like the moment of her saying, I don't want, I'm, I'm 16 years old. I don't want to die. I'm like, Jesus, That that's, it was powerful. Yes. That whole se- that whole episode was amazing. You had the entire season, all twelve episodes, kind of come together in that one, that one hour episode. You finally got the showdown with the master. You finally got um, uh, some big stakes with Xander. You fi- you saw this this stuff happening around them. You saw the Hellmouth attacking him with tentacles, and like there were actual effects. Like I just yeah, and I love when she looks at him and she's like, "You've got fruit punch mouth." He's like, "What?" <laughs> so good. Yep so good
0: it's my favorite i have a sweater that says that i think I what it. also is interesting and again applying it to sort of a bigger picture is this notion that kids that are 15 16 years old they're 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 treated like kids yet in other ways they have the weight of the world on their shoulders they mm. they have very adult responsibilities everybody's like you're supposed to be an adult you you take responsibility take responsibility take responsibility we're going to treat you like children And it's that dichotomy of being a teenager that is so confusing and so problematic and so overwhelming that that's why it erupts consistently. Now, we see it erupt in very specific ways, but it erupts consistently in these kind of dichotomies between, I'm just a kid, I don't want to do it, to I have to save the world today. Yeah, and it's It's my responsibility. It's that connection that I find the most interesting about Mm -hmm. Buffy is the fact that it's constantly like, they're just kids. They're just kids. They're just kids. But holy crap, look at what they do. Yeah. And I think but it's I, true, you know, yeah. in a lot of ways. Kids do amazing things. We constantly underestimate them.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, but I yeah. think it also I think it also means that like when there is a loss or when they lose something, the stakes are so much higher. So like you feel a lot more because they're so young and you forget that throughout the show, especially in the episode that, uh, that uh, Stefan is saying. Because it's the first time they lost. Like it's the first Mm -hmm. time that it hit so close to home and kind of permeated that safety of a school. Um, Which is hilarious considering like the the states, I don't think schools are safe at all. Um, But I think it was, it's incredibly a a, a great dichotomy to have, but I think it was, it's so amazing to see that it's something Buffy can't fix. Like she can't take that back. She can mm-hmm. maybe fight the evil that that perpetrated that that um, kind of uh, violence on these people and then murdering of the uh, murdering of those kids. But she can't take it back. Willow's always going to be traumatized by that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not going to be something that Buffy can fix. And I think we see that more and more throughout this season is that Buffy can kill the monster, but she can't fix the loss and the hurt and the 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 heartache and the pain. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely.
0: And Buffy, and again, if I'm ruining it, guys, I'm you know for the love of God, 1997. That's when it came out, folks. So yeah. you're going to have to have some spoilers. Buffy dies. Buffy. Yeah. Buffy dies. She yep. doesn't make it. The only Wait, reason with Stefan. Spoiler only,
1: alert, <laughs> Joanna. <laughs>
0: 1997. The only reason she makes it is because of of an average person that's willing to stand by and fight with her. Yeah. No matter he you know, like, lost his best friend, but he's going to, he wasn't supposed to go down there. At that point you already know Angel is a superhero too. You don't have to go down there, but mm-hmm. guess what? He goes anyway. He goes anyway and it's it goes back to issues. I know your favorite's not Xander Hunt, but <laughs> Xander's character is there to say I have nothing. I have no superpower. I'm not special in any way, shape, or form, but I go anyway.
1: Mm, I fight the fight. And that's
0: freaking powerful.
1: I, I go she anyway. is. Listen, listen. I, I wanna I wanna just like give him props here. <laughs> I, I completely agree with you, Joe. Like I completely agree that Xander played that human element of like I have no powers, I have no super strength, I don't heal no. resiliently. I'm going because I need to protect. I need to do something. You see that in the first episode, and you see that in the last episode, and you see it peppered inconsistently through all the seasons. And it kind of makes up his character. He is the everyman. The problem with Xander is the fact that from the beginning, um, they ruined him because he was often the the, the kind of like the tool. For the monsters to attack or to be possessed or do all of these different things. And he was played as this kind of like comedic foil. But a lot of what he was doing, like in the pack in this season, like he tries to rape Buffy and like remembers it. And but that, there's no apology there. But I'm, there's I need like, watch that just the I, that's, that's the thing that I think we have to focus on with, with that I have I such a problem ever with Andrew. Get-
0: I have to watch it again because I didn't get rapey vibes.
2: I didn't get rapey vibes either. And I'll tell you this. He was possessed by a demon. He remembered what he did. It doesn't mean that Xander did it. Now, I but do it think that also, his motivations
1: were romantic. No. Which I, I don't agree with you because Xander does remember it and it builds on his character yeah, throughout the, series, the oh, yeah, seasons. Yeah, yeah. He, he continues it. to perpetrate this ridiculousness where he's talking about watching her change, seeing her naked, sleeping with her. Um... I uh, seeing a lot of really like gross things to her that kind of live in this tos- toxic masculinity and abusive sort of rhetoric. And every time that he is possessed, he does violence to somebody that he loves. And I with no maybe. apology.
0: Do you think maybe and I I, I have no idea. look, he could have been friggin Josh Wheaton and I, I have no idea, but do you think maybe he is the damsel in distress? He is the Always. toxic masculinity, yeah. but, but in that case, then he is the part of society that still wants to be good, but desperately needs to be fixed. Maybe,
1: maybe
2: I, maybe. you know, maybe. Stuart, I, uh, I usually agree with you on a lot of things. I, I think that this aggressiveness towards Xander, I don't agree with you at all. I don't, I don't see, I, he's only ever been possessed in the show twice. It was once when he was a, a G.I. Joe and it wasn't possession. It was him taking the manifestation of that character. And the only other time he was possessed was the pet was in the, the pact pull away a little bit. And I don't, those people that attacked, like he, he'll remember like a hundred percent. He, he will remember attacking the principal. He will remember attacking people, but it doesn't mean that he he
0: ate, was, that,
2: guy. He ate that dude. Like, but that doesn't mean that he is a cannibal no. at heart. It doesn't mean he wanted to, eat him he was possessed by a hyena demon i don't think i don't get assault like i don't get rape i hate that word i don't get rapey vibes from him when it came to him and buffy in that moment i do think that his motivations in the first few seasons are absolutely fueled by his his hormones like yes he is buffy's friend and will become her brother over time but in the first few seasons he wants to sleep with her he wants to date her right I, I, I don't see him though. I so yes, his motivations are romantic or or hormonal. But, but it's I don't not think romantic. It's, I don't think it's it's he he's says, not
0: Stuart, he says no. I don't want to jump ahead because we're gonna do a whole season, but remember he says no when Buffy's in that outfit.
2: Because she's possessed, she's under a spell,
1: and he says he no says to that. No it's not real.
0: Not this right. way.
1: I
2: don't but want it this way.
1: But one good thing he does does not erase every other bad. That's thing not he one does.
2: good thing. Now we're if we say that he ends up and I'm not going to say spoiler alerts for the comics or anything, but he may end up with another character that is technically a, her blood. It is fine. <laughs> but I, I don't. He ends up with Dawn. He ends up with he. So in the comic spoiler, he ends up with Dawn for at least um, a couple seasons, and then when when the when the do you want me to spoil
1: it. Let me tell you what yeah, happens. You may know as well. Do You're doing no, it already. already.
2: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> he he becomes the new Giles. He shit, I'm sorry. I shouldn't tell you this stuff. I, I'll I'll tell you <laughs> it offline. I'll tell you to it offline. It's it's not he's the new really Giles. Like, he becomes it. like their
0: talking about the series right now we're talking no. about a comic book that was written after the series finale which is the best series finale I've ever seen in my entire yes,
2: life 100% and,
0: and it's, I still think about it there are seasons of comic books that happen yeah. after that
2: he, he, it's yeah the characters I, we'll talk about it offline because he's it's interesting I really like what they did with his character it's it's a lot of fun just, Willow's obviously Xander's,
0: is the best <laughs> Xander's character is supposed to be a little more reminiscent unfortunately or fortunately of the male culture of the day. And I think you don't like it because it's not good, but it's still very much supported and very much okay. And whatever vibes you're getting, they weren't just encouraged. They were like, boys will be boys. It's a girl's job to say no. I I hate
2: that. hate that.
0: All of that. But all of that was fundamentally true in culture of the time. So whatever vibe you're getting, I think it's I don't think it's a wrong vibe. I just think that maybe he is representing well, a hell of a lot of that, and he does change to some degree as much as you can, right? Yes,
1: right. But like, okay, so like, I do. I went back and like looked at the synopsis for the pack, and it does say that he tried to rape her in the actual line. um I Number watch one, that episode, I need like- to
2: watch this episode again
1: you really guys you do you have to watch it because it's not great and the fact that it's it was it's so it's the what he says to her so you know it's what he's trying to do is is problematic one he also lies to buffy that causes her to kill angel which could have been avoided completely if he told the truth he strings willow along the whole time and he kind of keeps her as a maybe before she kind of comes out he he's extremely problematic to anya and then bails on her at the altar like but he also,
0: he's broken though. He's yeah, right. but he also okay. dates
1: and cheats on Cordelia, and then keeps her as a secret. He's that's so judgmental to Buffy and all everyone that she d- dates all the time. Like it doesn't get any no, better. Does.
0: I think he might want no
1: progression there.
0: I think he wants to date Riley, so I'm not too sure there.
1: Oh my god! I R- oh Riley. <laughs> Can I just say I one thing Riley. about Riley? Can I just say one thing about Riley?
2: It still upsets me. Okay.
1: Okay. So a fundamental. I just want to say one thing about Riley before we go on. The, it bothers me at a fundamental core level the fact that Buffy Summers ran across Sunnydale to stop and beg Riley to stay. That piece of oatmeal toast that, and begged him. And then she fell into some some deep, dark depression over Riley. That wall behind me has a lot more personality than Riley does. I'd rather make out with it.
2: It's true. Okay. I'm going to read you. I'm going to read the scene. I'm going to read the scene. Okay. And it's, it's a lot. Is this from the pack? This
1: is the Wait, pack. The pack.
2: Okay. Do you, so cut to Buffy and Xander. He is still on top of her. Fine. Do you know how long I've waited until you've stopped pretending that we aren't attracted? Buffy throws him off of her and quickly gets up to face him. He gets up too and begins to approach her as she backs away until Willow stops kidding herself that I could settle with anyone but you. Buffy oh, says, God. look, Xander, I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> he grabs her by the shoulder and pushes her against the vending machine. That's a machine. cliffhanger. Sandra, now down you down want down to now do you want week. to hurt me? Buffy struggles with the possessed Xander, on. but the possessed Sander is too I, strong. Xander, just, come on, Slayer. I like it I when you're scared. Back. She struggles a bit more. I think more. he's still Xander, talking, though. Xander, the more though, I scare you and he sniffs her, the better you smell. He moves in and <laughs> kisses her roughly on the neck. Is that what's Cut happening? Two, Do
0: you think he'll Buffy see the Xander <laughs> he's so into the library
2: and goes over. Buffy, no, hurry up. We've got to get him locked up before he comes to. Oh my God, Xander, what happened? Buffy says, I hit him. Tell Julia to stop moving.
1: Buffy says, a desk.
0: Tell Julia to stop moving. What's going on? Oh, he's
1: fine. That's a lot. Julia, stop moving. <laughs> oh, no. All
0: right. Stop moving. There, he's coming back in. Yay.
1: Did you not? All right. What happened?
0: You- we didn't hear any of that. We heard he threw him off. Can you not hear me? We didn't hear you before. So Hello. we heard. <laughs> oh, can't hear you now? <laughs> oh, that's funny.
2: Oh, you can hear Is that me? Him? I can, hear, can you. hear you. I can't see anyone. So.
0: Oh. Anything?
2: Crap. As okay. So you t- can hear me, but I can't see you and or hear you. Well, that's fun. Okay.
0: We're going to have oh, him you tell the
2: story. Tell the story. So should yeah. I start from the beginning?
1: <laughs> this okay. is going to be like, analog. I'm
2: going re- to say it all over again. <clears throat> Cut to Buffy and Xander. He's still on top of her. Xander, do you know how long I've waited until you've stopped pretending that we aren't attracted? Buffy throws him off of her and quickly gets up to face him. He gets up too, and begins to approach her as she backs away. Xander, until Willow stops kidding herself that I could settle with anyone but you. Buffy says, Look, Xander, I don't want to hurt you. He grabs her by the shoulder and pushes her against the vending machine. Xander, now do you want to hurt me? Buffy struggles, but she but the possessed Xander is too strong. Xander, come on, Slayer, I like it when you're scared. She struggles a bit more. Xander, the more I scare you, sniffs her, the better you smell. He moves in and kisses her roughly on the neck. Cut to Buffy dragging Xander into the library and and Willow goes over to them. Buffy says, hurry up. We've got to get him locked up somehow before he comes to. Willow, oh my God, Xander, what happened? Buffy, I hit him. Willow, with what? Buffy, a desk. (laughs) So that's how that scene plays out.
0: Okay, so Stu, you can still hear me, right?
1: Yep, I can hear you. I can see you. Okay,
0: so... I think we need to. We'll, we'll end off this because I think that, uh, that the, the description is pretty much. I haven't watched it in a long time, so it is a lot more aggressive. But I think it that's says it's the a
2: recording, point. but
1: it, yeah,
0: it's, it's the whole point of the character, right?
1: Right, <clears throat> but I think the oh, character.
2: Well, okay, <laughs> I can't I hear you guys. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, come back in.
0: You think the character.
1: I think the character in itself, I think, could have been really good, but it is. I think Xander, because he is built on this very problematic foundation. Yeah. I don't think they give a lot to redeem him. And I think that is where you fall into this weird thing where. You like the fact that in season one he said that during the pact of uh, Willow stops kidding herself, yet he continues to string her along into season two and three, um, and then again in season four, and I think you you gonna get on this like weird, you get this weird thing with Xander where there is not a lot of character progression there, like there's not a lot, there's not like leaps and bounds like you see with Willow or Buffy or Giles or any of the other characters. So he sort of becomes this regressive character that feels very much like he's in high school at all times.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um,
1: yeah. And I, I feel bad because I think that character could have been really great. But unfortunately, yeah. he really is the archetype where you see that character in many other shows that are supernatural, and they oftentimes yeah. become the same thing but or you get that same character, or you get a character who's very angry that he's the only human,
0: yeah. Um, I agree
1: right. with you, Stefan. He is Joss, so, Speed, which makes it worse in hindsight.
0: He is Joss, yeah. I get, I agree with that as well. All right, so on that note, and we're suffering some technical difficulties here, but I know that we need to wrap up. Um, we're gonna wrap up season one. Final statement about season one, Stu.
1: Uh, final statement about season one is the fact that I think you need to watch it. I think it's a really good, fun season. I think there's a lot of standalone episodes that are kind of cringy, but I think ultimately it's a good payoff at the end. I yeah. think you do get that, what's happened next? And I do think it it creates a very solid foundation that you can build off of into season two. Season two is incredible, and I can't yeah, wait to come incredible. back to sing with that one. Yeah. Um.
0: Season, season one, my final... I'll see you here. Well let's see what stuff. Um, oh, you can hear us. Oh, well it's a brave world I like it. Go ahead. What's your what's your final impersonation or interpretation or perception of season one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The other ones are fun. Yeah, the other ones are fun though. We did. I do like it. I mean, i a decent show. We, you know, we funny, funnily enough, and the way I want to wrap it up is we didn't even talk about Angel, which I find interesting. Um, but- The key about Angel, who just for everybody's background so they know, the key about Angel is he's a vampire, but he's a vampire with a soul. And you find out why that is. And the reason why I like that character and I like that setup so much is because what it sets up is this idea that good guys and bad guys aren't always wearing the right outfits, right? There's not always this clear line between who's good and who's bad. Good people do horrible things. We just spent a episode talking about it with Xander, right? Bad people, or or however you frame that sort of villain of the of the show, they can do good things as well. And I think setting him up like that is probably the single most brilliant thing that mm-hmm. that allows that allow and that that setup a vampire with a soul is this is truly the only setup for vampire diaries, for Twilight, for what, why are they all of a sudden all good vampires? All of a sudden all of them are good. They're all nice guys when they fall in love with the right girl. That's set up from this. But but Angel is is he's been cursed, so he's still a vampire, but he has a conscience. And I think the brilliance of that is truly, even though I don't love Angel for the duration. The brilliance of that character is the setup for everything else.
1: I I do agree with you there. You know, mm-hmm.
0: in this cool mid ground, I, I I just feel like, and then we get to meet demons that we don't hate. Then and then and then all the subtleties Clem. about. I'm Clem's amazing, and all the subtleties about. When we start, because I I teach this in in a lot of my courses, all the subtleties about racism and discrimination and stereotype and all that stuff, that seems ridiculous when you're talking about a vampire, but it doesn't matter. You boil it down to what you see isn't always what you get and what what you should get. And that's insanely powerful to teach through a very campy, supernaturally based show, but they do it and they do it extremely well through the whole thing. so much. I think season two is going to need two hours.
1: I'm so
2: excited.
0: All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. Stefan, where can we find you? amazing i'm gonna put all that details in the description below Stu, what about you
1: you can find me on tiktok and instagram at jenikin j a n i k o n underscore and as a weekly contributor to the rwacp um rebel without a closet podcast and you can find them in all the links as Evan just said
0: amazing thank you guys so much for tackling season one of buffy we will be back next week same bad time same bad channel with season two of buffy i think maybe the best season of all seven i can't i I would agree with you it's a little bit of a spoiler but it's amazing we're gonna need a longer time to do it thank you guys so much we will see you next tuesday dismissed